Boris, me and the BBC. The vote of confidence. Monday, the 6th of June. The news breaks at 8 o'clock in the morning. The announcement comes from the man in charge of a possible confidence vote, Sir Graham Brady, in a hastily arranged press conference at Westminster. The threshold of letters of discontent has been breached and a vote of confidence in the Prime Minister will be held precisely 12 hours later. Unseemly haste. The Jubilee has dominated the news for a week. Now it's as if the pent-up demand has burst through. As the morning proceeds, more and more news items emerge. The vote is to take place early evening, with the result expected around 9pm. A flurry of interviews and tweets in all news channels. His prospective successors are the most emphatic in their support of the Prime Minister. That's with the exception of Jeremy Hunt, who publicly declares his vote for change, a euphemism for dishing Boris. Midday, John Penrose, anti-corruption minister, resigns for lack of faith in the Prime Minister's probity. 2pm. Boris Johnson has written a lengthy, personalised letter to every one of his MPs. A minister has stated anonymously that a 100 votes rejecting the PM is possible, but would be ultimately fatal. 6.30pm. ITV coverage is similar largely to the BBC's. Robert Peston keeps the tension going. He may survive tonight, but we don't know. The reports of the letter written to his MP saying they have a chance to deal with the media's favourite obsession brings to mind that of another departing leader who said, You won't have Nixon to kick around any more. Older listeners may remember that Nixon was eventually kicked around and kicked out for corruption. 7pm. Scottish MPs declare their intention to vote against the Prime Minister. David Gork, a former Conservative minister dismissed by Boris Johnson, says a vote with more than 100 against would be bad for Johnson. 130 near fatal. The 100 against seems to be the line which most informed insiders are referring to. 8.30pm. Daily Mail reports 150 Conservatives have said they are voting to support the Prime Minister. Voting has ended. 9pm. Considerable tension as Graham Brady reads out the results. BJ has won the vote, but 218 votes for to 148 against, much more than the predictions. Harassed MPs are wheeled out to defend the indefensible. A dishevelled Simon Hart lengthily asks, Problem? What problem? Over 40% of MPs has rejected Boris. Technically, he is safe from another vote of confidence for a year. But has Boris Johnson still the reputation of the Teflon kid? It has to be said that a week is a long time in politics. We will have to see. 9.30pm. The Prime Minister, as dishevelled as ever, claims a victory, permitting him to carry on with delivering his policies. 10.30pm. The papers are not unanimous about the Prime Minister succeeding. The Guardian, PM clinging to power. The FT, Johnson wounded in confidence vote. The Telegraph, hollow victory tears Tories apart. Pundits say the vote is worse than was expected by anyone. Prof Menon says a difference in the Prime Minister's situation might be the absence of any big beast in opposition 
This means that he may have a survivability quotient regardless of the votes against. A sensational day in politics is coming to an end. I begin to see the absolute convictions reported by voters and politicians. This is a scary refusal to address the assumptions they are holding on to. I believe I'm looking at denial in action where the belief is necessary to buttress the individual's identity, as if challenging a belief risks a disintegration of a vulnerable personality aspect. Tuesday. Overnight, William Hague, former Tory leader, writes in the Times, While Johnson has survived the night, the damage done to his premiership is severe. Words have been said that cannot be retracted, reports published that cannot be erased and votes have been cast to show a greater level of rejection than any Tory leader has ever endured and survived. Deep inside, he should recognise that and turn his mind to getting out in a way that spares party and country such agonies and uncertainties. Put another way, he follows the dictum from a Chinese sage saying that any enemy should be given a golden bridge to retreat over. Tuesday, the 7th. Getting on with the people's business. The Prime Minister's pledge a day after winning a vote of confidence. Nods all round the cabinet table this morning. But what about his own MPs? 148 voted against him last night. This will be time barred if we don't see an improvement uh, in uh, the next few months. Then history will repeat itself. And then there's more tests to come. Two by-elections this month. Another hole in the family budget, nearly £100 to fill the average car with petrol. The motoring organisation, RAC, says there is worse to come. 6.30. An astonishing headline. Johnson resigns. Johnson resigns. I look more carefully. It's not Boris Johnson. It's Dustin Johnson. The golfer who has resigned from the PGA circuit to join the Saudi Arabia breakaway scheme, which appears to be some sort of Formula One system where the, the top golfers will compete on a regular basis and earn vast numbers of millions. Oh well, Johnson resigns. But not the Boris Johnson. The 8th of July. Rachel Burden on BBC Radio 5 asks Conservative MP Hugh Merriman how he voted on Monday. Merriman refuses to answer arguing he would not ask his constituents how they voted, this is almost certainly an oven-baked answer. There is a listener's revolt over the intrusive line of questioning, but I see this as an important political point. If I were a voter in Merriman's constituency, I would certainly want to know if he is supportive of Boris Johnson's policies and truthfulness. Assuming Boris Johnson is still Prime Minister, it would be the first question I would ask on the doorstep at the next election, eagerly awaited by political nerds and analysts. Keir Starmer's scriptwriters have prepared an excellent warm-up joke. We now give the leader of the opposition, Keir Starmer. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I, I, I couldn't make out whether that introductory noise was cheers or booze. <laughs> I Tweet about Rachel Burden's interview with Hugh Merriman. As sometimes happens, prescriptive tests has provided the tweet with an unintended but improved version. It now reads Merriment rather than Hugh Merriman. Merriment grilled on Radio 5 this morning, refused to say which way he voted. The reluctant revolutionary. Thursday, the 9th of June. 
Boris Johnson is in Lancashire today. He's launching a completely new vision for housing in the country. Well, this seems obviously an attempt to demonstrate that he is totally unscathed. It's nevertheless interesting. BBC correspondent Nick Early gives a different slant on his, that is Boris's, performance at the Prime Minister's Question Time yesterday. His interpretation is that he seemed peculiarly bullish, unable to shrug aside the, the result from the earlier in the week. How are we to make any sense of this? It certainly seems that to the outsider, and an informed and intelligent outsider like Nick Early, that he's able to ride above it and carry on as ever. He also makes the point, of course, that inside the party, the opposition to Boris Johnson remains, and the result on Monday could easily have been the worst thing to happen to the Conservatives, with the Prime Minister believing he can soldier on, but a large number of his backbenchers believing that he can't. As Vince Cable, former leader of the Liberal Democrats, put it, the greased piglet seems to have slithered free again. The vote of confidence has passed, and Boris Johnson remains standing. This is from Joshua Siegel, who, he wouldn't mind me saying, is a highly acclaimed, award-winning professional poet, performer and educator who uses poetry to develop literacy skills and inspire confidence and creativity in communication. I assume he wouldn't mind, because that's the words he wrote about himself. This is his poem, Give a Boo, to a tune which I think he approves of. For the boozing and the cheating, give a boo. For the braying and the bleating, give a boo. For the families not eating, at the bed seats with no heating. For the sacked off cobra meeting, give a boo. For the chancer on the make, give a boo. For the cronies on the fake, give a boo. For humility that's fake, for the fat priatic rape with the morals of a snake, give a boo. For Churchillian delusion, give a boo. For the Latinity fusion, give a boo. For the perilous profusion of collusion and confusion, there can just be one conclusion, give a boo. For the bodies piled high, give a boo. For the crooked Eden tie, give a boo. For the bluster and the lie, let's give him the last goodbye while we howl to the sky with a boo.